0: Among the most beautiful passages that I've ever read is Isaiah 46, 3 through 4. It reads like a love letter from God. It says, listen to me, O house of Jacob and all the remnant of the house of Israel. You who have been born by me from birth and have been carried from the womb. Even to your old age, I will be the same. And even to your graying years, I will bear you. I have done it, and I will carry you, and I will bear you, and I will deliver you. If God had such warm, fatherly feelings for physical Israel, how much more do these intimate and comforting words belong to those who are the spiritual children of Abraham by faith? Like it talks about in Galatians 3, 6, and 7 whose hearts are fully his. What gratitude for his comfort we must have as his cherished children. What an intimate connection. I mean, what nurturing by such a perfect father. This bearing he endures, this carrying of us daily, this continual delivering of us from evil for the remainder of our days will forever be our inspiration to express our appreciation to him in the specific ways that he's asked us to express our appreciation. So, how do we say thank you to God? We say thank you to God by renewing our minds. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what God says in Romans 12, 2. This work of transformation and the renewal that it brings will continue the remainder of our lives. So acquiring and maintaining this renewed mind is quite doable, though at times it's really challenging. So I thought we'd dig in a little bit into that and kind of answer the question, how does God say one renews one's mind? So the first thing is by making the final decision to transform your mind. Our will must be stronger than the other forces that determine our behavior and choices like maintaining bad habits or playing it safe or habitually just seeking comfort. That's the first thing. The other is by depending upon God to give us the strength to think differently. Prayer changes things, including our minds, And since God accomplishes what we cannot, prayer is in reality one of the most efficient uses of our time. So that's how God renews our mind, through the strength that he gives us to change our thinking. And then God renews our mind by our taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You'll find that concept in 2 Corinthians 10.5. So when we habitually and immediately remove all self-destructive thoughts from our minds, transformation becomes possible. I have this technique that I have used to help domestic violence victims um, the years that I volunteered for the police departments. I like to visualize thoughts as a tennis ball entering the tennis court or my mind. So any untrue thought, any exaggerated thought, any destructive or unproductive thought is allowed to stay only long enough to bounce before I whack it out of my mind, you know. So just that second where you have that realization, that is not true, that is destructive for me to think about, and it's not, it's not productive, And so not only that, but you replace it with what is true, what is productive, what is transformative to ponder. So we must feel it to heal it. So I'm not talking about blocking out reality. I'm talking about feeding your mind the truth. Because our minds can become obsessive and stuck in a gear that will destroy us unless we consciously take control of our mental habits. So deciding consciously what to think completely changes our minds. So that's another way that God uh, says that we can renew our minds is to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And then one more, uh, by setting up an environment for success. So Romans 13, 14 talks about not making any provisions for the flesh. So what that's talking about is identifying and removing the habits or even the physical things in your environment or evil companions. A lot of times is what it is, uh, including we're talking online or in your presence. Either way, if they're not good for you. That's they're not going to be consistent with the renewal of your mind, they weaken your renewed mind. What naturally flows out of the heart of the soul that is experiencing spiritual renewal is an almost inexpressible appreciation to our creator for all that he does for us. And what is the result of this transformation? When we work with God to renew our minds, he has told us the way that we can say thank you. And that's found in Romans 12.1. Just as God offered up his son on the cross to draw us near to him, we too, quote, present our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God. So our days are more fabulous than ever because in addition to all the blessings we've all always enjoyed, now our days also include pursuits that either directly or indirectly prepare us or others for eternity. For example, we'll spend some time with eyes lifted looking around us to see who might need a little love today, some compassion, very fulfilling Every day we'll spend some time seeking the wisdom of God. That's fascinating. We seek wisdom by praying for it and by intently listening to what God says in Scripture. In Proverbs 2, 1 through 6, we're advised by God to seek for wisdom intensely as for silver. What an amazing richness such seeking produces. Wisdom brings with it practical solutions to the present challenges and other priceless blessings that no amount of silver can buy. So how else can we show our appreciation? How else can we say thank you to God? Well, get excited about what doing what we, you were created to do. Ephesians 1 4 says, He chose us in him that we would be holy and blameless before him. Ephesians two ten further explains, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Sometimes saying thank you will mean denying ourselves in order to be better prepared for those good works. It certainly means identifying our heaviest responsibilities and carrying that cross daily with the strength that he supplies. See, it's not by our own energy and our own wisdom. We ask for that strength and it is amazing to watch him answer those prayers and he just gives us solutions and what we need to do the best we can with those responsibilities It may sometimes mean we must do what we should do rather than always doing what may be more pleasurable at the moment. It may even mean at times trading some earthly gain for some spiritual gain. Wow. So is using your life to say thank you to God worth all that? Yeah. I think it's the best bargain ever. Uh, Jeremiah 17 7 through 8 is a lovely reminder of what it is like to trust God's way. So here's here's what we get for those sacrifices among so much more. uh, Jeremiah says blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord for he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes. But its leaves will be green, and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. This tree is fruitful and productive. It is stable and nourished because it experiences refreshment. It is able to refresh others. It fulfills God's purpose for being a tree. The tree in the scripture is a picture of how your life and mine can be when we live near God and for God. So I'm going to conclude with a beautiful quote about our being like that flourishing tree. And Matthew Henry wrote this and I think it reads like poetry. Concerning the abundant satisfaction, which those have and will have who make God their confidence, who live by faith in his providence and promise who refer themselves to him and his guidance at all times and repose themselves in him and his love in the most unquiet times. The duty required of us to trust the Lord to do our duty to him and then depend on him to bear us out in doing it. When creatures and second causes either deceive or threaten us, either are false to us or fierce against us, to commit ourselves to God as all-sufficient, both to fill up the place of those who fail us and to protect us from those who set upon us. It is to make the Lord our hope, his favor the good we hope for, and his power the strength we hope in, unquote. If being filled with abundant satisfaction, confidence, providence, guidance, hope, and strength seem worth using your life to say thank you to God, then as Matthew Henry says, may you forever, quote, repose yourself in the love of God. Have a great day.